Hey, we want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules to join us on the JF Podcast. It is our hope that this most recent talk teaches you, inspires you, and challenges you to live the life you were designed to live. If this message has helped you in some way, help someone else by sharing it. And if you want more information about who we are, what we do, or you'd like to contribute to our community, you can find us at JolietNaz.org. Thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Oh, how are you guys? I hope you're good. Um, Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you that we have another opportunity to wake up and see your beauty. God, I pray that um, these would be yours words and not mine. Um, In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, (laughs) How many of you have a family member that you love, but everything that they do just bothers you? Like, they just drive you crazy, that you can't stand them. <laughs> Everything they do, from their, just their presence, or maybe the things that they say, or the things that they do. Over the summer, I had the opportunity to work at a Young Life camp. And if you don't know what Young Life is, it's a Christian organization that... Um, works with teenagers, but we meet them where they're at. So we're in the school, and we are meeting with them, um, and we show them Christ by loving them um, exactly where they're at and just showing up consistently in their lives. And one of the things as a Young Life leader is we try to get our kids to camp because um, at camp, everything changes, everything clicks, and um, that's where the gospel is presented to the kids in a, like, group setting, but also everything that's done at the camp is, has the gospel through it, from the way that the beds are made to the desserts that they're served at dinner. And um, the kids have no idea that's what's happening, but that's exactly what's going on. And um, I had the opportunity to not only take campers, um, but also work at the same camp. So that like was super cool to go back and be a part of something that my kids experienced themselves. And how that works is for I gave up a month of my summer to go to a camp with a bunch of strangers to serve the Lord. And when that happens, you have a lot of different personalities, right? Like everyone with all different backgrounds coming together to have one goal and to serve the Lord. And we had a few people that we loved, but we just couldn't stand. Come on. (laughs) It happens. It happens. Um, And this particular person just seemed reckless and careless. Um, Their job was a waterfront observer, so they aren't technically qualified to be a lifeguard, but they're just supposed to watch kids in the water, and if they're drowning, they're like, hey, lifeguard, you got to help them. Um, And this person was caught on their phone while kids were in the water. Um, So, you know, it just wasn't going great. And then they were also caught out paddleboarding and kayaking with kids, which also isn't allowed because we're definitely there to work the camp, not enjoy it. Um, And then there were just some like relational things that happened that we were all just at one point like, we love you, but you're so hard to love. Like you bother us. How do we love you? And um, if you look at the life of Jesus, I'm sure he encountered a lot of people that bothered him that he had a hard time loving. That's natural. And just because loving people is hard. People are hard. 
And no one understands this more than Luke. And Luke is someone who gives us a glimpse at who Jesus was. He tells us a story about Jesus. And Luke is different than all the other writers because he doesn't take what everyone else is saying about Jesus as the truth. He wants to find out more. He has questions and he wants answers. So he sets out on this journey, which he left his practice as a physician, which I'm sure he encountered a lot of people he couldn't stand in that job. Um, And he sets out on this journey to discover who Jesus is. And in his journey, his life is radically transformed by Jesus. And I think he includes these words of Jesus that we're going to talk about today because he knows the importance of it and he knows that what Jesus says is legit and real and that we need to also listen. So this is what Jesus says. He says, To those, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. So in other words, if you love those that are like you, if you love those that are like you, say it with me, like you, then there's no value there. Even the guy that you work with that's cheating on his wife does that. Even the homeless man on the corner does that. If you do good to those who are good to you, then what credit is that? Even sinners do that. There's no value in that. If you are doing good to people that are like you, I think we like like. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but Have you ever, like, had, like, a friend who, like, when they're, like, telling a story, they, like, use the word like, like, so many times, but you're so focused on the word like that they don't even know that you're not listening to, like, their whole story? (laughs) We all have one of those. But the thing about the word like is that it's a filler word. It doesn't add any value or context to the conversation, and it's kind of second nature. I had this friend who said like an um when she was really nervous in front of a big group of people and someone pulled her aside and was like you know you say this like a lot it's kind of annoying and she started sobbing like uncontrollably sobbing and over the next few weeks different people pointed it out to her and anytime that they did she would run to the bathroom and cry so like she didn't even realize she was saying it but it was just something that she did. It was a part of her vocabulary. I think we love people that are like us, and we don't even realize that that's exactly what we're doing. And if you look at the life of Jesus, he loved unlike, and he loved people who were unliked. And if you want to take it a step deeper, Jesus loves me, and he loves you, and we are so unlike him. We are messed up, we're broken, we're so many things that he isn't, and we're so undeserving of that love, but he loves us anyway. So the challenge is that Jesus is calling us to love others as he loves us. And when we learn to love unlike, that's when we learn to love like Jesus. Jesus goes on to say, he says, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, pray for the, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. Now those are some pretty strong words. Enemies, hate, mistreat, curse, those are words that kind of make me uncomfortable because I don't like when people don't like me, 
and I don't like when people don't like hurt me. They mistreat me. I don't like. I don't like that. And that's automatically what we tend to focus on, is people that, or how do we how do we begin to even love someone who doesn't love us or hates us? Like how do we even get there? But I think when we start focusing on those things, we miss what Jesus is actually saying because he says at the beginning to those who are listening, but to you who are listening, but to you who are listening. I think listening is a lost art. Think about it. When you're not listening, what are you doing? You're fiddling in your bag. You're scrolling on your phone. You're thinking about your weekend plans that you have. You're doing everything but listening to the person that is right in front of you. And if we want to learn to love unlike, we need to learn to listen. When we learn to listen, there is this presence and this stability and this foundation about us that allows us to be vulnerable and it allows us to be still, which is two things that we don't really like to do, but we need to learn to learn how to do that. Because when you're vulnerable, you allow people to see who you are in your brokenness. And if you're still, you're allowed to hear. You allow yourself to hear what they're saying. And over the summer, giving up a month of my life after I got home, I was thinking about, okay, God, what, what did you teach me in that? What did I take away from that month of being exhausted, limping around camp in a boot, what did I learn? What, what did you teach me? And as I began to replay the whole month of, my, month of that serving, I realized that the person that was in charge of me, her name's Emily. I'm going to give her a little shout-out because she's really cool. Um, she listened. She was, she's adopted just like me, so we automatically had that connection. And um, I shared some things with Emily that... I haven't even shared with, like, friends that I've known for a very long time. And I realized what was different about that is the fact that Emily just listened. She didn't say a single word. This is all she would say. Hmm. When I was telling her how I was feeling or what Jesus was teaching me or my frustrations, um, that's all she would say. She didn't put her two cents in. She didn't nothing. She was still, and she was very vulnerable with me. And that is something that I took away from that entire experience, was just the fact that I felt loved and that I felt accepted and that I was listened to. That's all I needed to feel those things. And so my question to you is, are you listening? And my question to myself is, am I listening? And the question I have for all of us is, are we listening? That person that I had told you about that was hard to love earlier, they've lost a lot of friends. Um, people ignore their texts and their phone calls. And I'll be the first to admit that I'm one of them, which is a hard thing to admit. But what if... Just what if I'm the hard person for someone else to love?
We all have different life experiences, journeys, stories, events, circumstances that mold us and shape us to who we are today. And only we know what we've been through and what we've gone through. And I don't know what that person has gone through that I have such a hard time loving. But what I do know is that I have a God who listens to me and I have a God who loves me. And he's calling us, all of us, to listen and to love. So my question to you is, are you loving like or are you loving unlike? Are you loving the person that you have a lot of things in common with that look like you, that sound like you, that are living the same life as you? Or are you loving the person that is difficult at work or that annoys you, that you, have, you can't stand? Or the person that um, hurt you in the past? I want to challenge you that when you're maybe in the hallway or something and you see someone and you have this tension with them and you just want to run the other way, I want to encourage you to get in, not get out, and be present and listen and love them. Because when we learn to love unlike, we learn to love like Jesus. So my final question to you is, who is unlike that you need to listen to?